Welcome to the Nerdoplexy Movie Review Show mini episode. This is where we break down our breakdowns of the movies we just watched, answer your pressing questions, and let you know what to check out for next time. My name is Reed, and with me today we have... Sam and Dave. So let's dive in. Okay, gentlemen, fellas, we've had some time to reflect. Uh, How are you feeling post your watch of The Fantastic Four? It's like The Ohio State. You got to put the The in there. Mm-hmm. I was pleasantly surprised by it. I, I kind of went in knowing that it was going to be garbage that even Fox wasn't willing to release. So I I was happy with it. I thought it was I thought it was a fun movie. I think it was fine. It was effective for what they wanted it to do, which was maintain rights until they could actually drum up some uh, interest in the movie. So yeah, creating it just to create it probably not cool for the actors who thought they were getting a big break. They're really putting their heart and soul in this thing. <laughs> yeah, and some pe- some even more than others were really seem to be really into it. <laughs> that is true. Can you imagine being the editor who did so much work just for free, never to be released? It's well edited. I mean, I th- I think it's cool. I mean, like some of the ideas they had were cool. Some were like utterly whack like instead of showing a fight here let's spin the video (laughs) you kind of get the idea that there was a fight yeah that was tough that was a little tough there's i mean i've there's a million ways to do that cheaply i mean just look at teenage mutant ninja turtles where they just cut the street light and you hear some noises and there was a fight there has to have been a light switch in the room whenever they did that they could have flipped. Yeah, that that's easy. Like the thing walks in the room and he says, "Oh," and cl- flicks out the light, and then they lights, and then turns them on. Everybody's laying down, and he can say, "Lights out." There you go. See, that's that's much better. You're right. Well, they didn't have a whole a whole lot of time for punch ups on this one, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's it's a shame. I think that for what it was for that kind of like compared to its um, contemporaries that are coming out from Roger Corman, but pretty cool. You know, uh, a lot of things, I think this is aided by the like the fact that, that we did not watch an HD video. I think if you saw this bad boy on Blu-ray, it would look absolutely buck wild. Yeah, that's that's possible. Roger, Roger Corman's still kicking, by the way. Really? 96 years old. 96. What's his next movie coming out? I don't know. He has been called the Pope of Pop Cinema. Really funny. That is a great nickname. I want to be the Pope of something. Yeah, what? Yeah, you don't you don't <laughs> usually get to just be the Pope of things. Is it is it popish just because uh it rhymes with pop? Is that the alliteration there? You got the you got a pa 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 pa. Yeah, it has to be. Yes. A lot of low budget cult films. Have you what other Roger Corman flicks have you guys even seen? I'm I can't I'm trying to think myself. I'm just about to pull up a list and see if there's anything I've seen. I know for a fact I have I have watched um Death Race. I've watched a I've seen Death Race. Certain amount of Carnosaur, certainly. Yes, Carnosaur. I've seen some Sharktopus, which I did not know that was his. I should have known. Yeah, that needs no porn parody name. <laughs> this dude has done a lot. Well, he's like putting these things out recently. He's got his hands in a lot of fucking pies, doesn't he? I think he does. He's still doing some producing, right? So like Death Race 2050 and the Death Race Beyond Anarchy in the last few years. I think he just gets to slap his name on movies. He hasn't directed in a long time. Oh, no, yeah. 
in Looney Tunes back in action in 2003 was the closest thing he did to directing where he played he was an actor and he played a Hollywood director. In 1955, he made a movie called The Fast and the Furious. I'm just saying this guy is prescient. He was ahead of his time for sure. It looks like the last one he directed was Frankenstein Unbound. And that was his first one he had done in 20 years. So even the Fantastic Four, he was just a producer. Yeah. Well, that's that's these are like Robert or excuse me, Roger Corman production kind of things yeah a, a wild list of movies i don't know if i've seen a single one um yeah no dunwich horror i've seen he produced dunwich horror which is a lovecraft one that is a weird movie did he make the little shop of horrors did he write that certainly not wrote probably paid, got some money in there film directed by uh by roger corman yeah so the original one little shop of horrors the, the 1961 yeah oh uh, the 60s yes okay he did a lot of uh, he did a lot of Edgar Allan Poe flicks, Mask of the Red Death, a lot of public domain stuff, I imagine. Yeah, so I think probably I'm gonna have to dig into a little bit of this catalog at some point in time, <laughs> because I mean, a lot of evocative names: Galaxy of Terror, Death Sport, Cockfighter, Caged Heat. They're all they're all uh, demanding to be seen by me just based on the name alone. Caged Heat, actually, I think Caged Heat was directed by John Carpenter. Let's see. He directed a movie called Dead Space, and it makes me wonder if the video game stole from that. Caged Heat, directed by Jonathan Demi, he produced. Oh, Jonathan Demi, yes, yes, yes. Excuse me, I got that. I got those conf- them confused. The Johns there. Jonathan Demi of uh... Jonathan Demi of Silence of the Lambs fame, Philadelphia. I was, trying to, I was trying to think of the, I think of Lorenzo's oil. <laughs> that, was, that was the one I was pulling for. <laughs> oh, no, Corman produced Dead Space. Never mind. He did not. It was a Fred Gallo joint. Jonathan Demme is very cool. Yes. I mean, Silas and the Lambs, uh, all his his music uh, stuff is very good. That stopped making sense. Lorenzo's oil directed by George Miller. Yeah. The Mad Mad Max dude. Well, this has been quite a journey. <laughs> YouTube stuff. Well, I, I, I bring that up because uh, Roger Corman produced uh, Rachel Getting Married, also a Jonathan Demi flick. Ah. Married to the Mob. Oh, my God. Married to the Mob is a good one. That's a, that's a good one, for sure. George Miller's filmography is wild. He's got Mad, Mad Max movies, of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, a segment in the Twilight Zone movie. Uh, the Witches of Eastwick, Lorenzo's Oil, Babe, Babe at Pig in the City. He did both Babe movies? He produced the first one and did not direct it because he was worried that people were going to make fun of him because he was directing a Babe movie. And then Babe was like the number one movie of the year and he didn't direct it. So he demanded that he make Babe 2 and that's Pig in the City. The sequel was just as good. Ah, that's a... Cr- I'll die on that hill. That's a fucking buck wild take, <laughs> sir. <laughs> I've heard it said. I've heard Babe Pig in the City is far superior, but I don't remember it, uh, which doesn't necessarily mean anything. It's not far superior. I wouldn't go that far. I think it's just as good, though. It's an interesting film. It's like the Paddington 2 to Babe's Paddington. No, I still no, haven't seen not it. Even, not even remotely. <laughs> it's like, um, hold on, let me get you a good comparison. It's more like a Chronicles of Riddick to your Pitch Black. Chronicles of Riddick I thought was very good. I'm, I'm not saying... Same. This to say nothing of their quality, but the buck wildness. But obviously not as good as the original. From the, like, source material. I think the jump... Aliens to alien. 
<laughs> well, I don't even think that's it, more like RoboCop to RoboCop 2. Okay. Yeah, that's, I mean, you know what? That's fair. Much, much more out of the, this world. Uh, but I still think it's much crazier. It's definitely more surreal, but it is. Gotta say, RoboCop 2, very good also. <laughs> yeah, that, he's not, not selling me. <laughs> I'm just saying the, the, the change in tone and texture, totally different move, but wildly different. Both great, though. Almost as good as Sonic 2, I would say. Wouldn't 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 know that. I'll I'll take your uh word for that one. Um okay, speaking of sequels, um the this this isn't, you know, brand new news, but it is some fucking news and we cover comic movies, so I think we should take a moment to talk about the new Phase 5 and Phase 6 announcements from Marvel. So, let me just let me just briefly go through 2003 <laughs> Two, or two, oh, 2003 yeah fuck I, I'd like to let me just briefly yeah rewind a little bit go through yeah. here uh 2023 20, to 2024 so we've got Ant-Man Quantumania that is February 17th of 2023 then Secret Invasion's coming out on Disney Plus. Very cool. Scrolls all over. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is in May. The Echo Show which is a spinoff of the Hawkeye Show that's in the summer Ugh. so that's nuts to me <laughs> wild for sure hawkeye show was good <laughs> i i it was okay i liked it yeah I, I don't know that she was the biggest takeaway there i'm hoping maybe maybe we'll get kate bishop involved in the echo show or maybe some daredevil oh well you know because definitely daredevil they had said as much that he's in like three things before the new daredevil series but right yeah i'm I'm guessing he's gonna be in i'm getting ahead of you uh well maybe blade is also uh, he might be have a part in that because that's uh, November 3rd, uh, 2023. Then L- Loki season two is in the summer. Then this one is interesting, and I didn't expect this at all, but uh, the Captain Marvel sequel, which is going to have Ms. Marvel in it, the movie called uh, The Marvel. The Marvels? Yeah. So I'm guessing that's going to be uh, Captain Marvel, Ms. Marvel, and uh, Monica Rambeau, who got super powered up uh, from the WandaVision incident. Do you think Lockjaw will make a cameo? Uh, if if only, maybe in a more multiversal uh, one of the movies, maybe in a Loki, you could get one of those. Uh, there's also the Agatha Coven of Chaos. She's getting her own show. That one surprised me. That's nuts. That's crazy. That's legitimately insane to me. I like that they're getting into the magic of it all. I'm interested. I think it's I think it is kind of crazy, but I guess you can't really. It's like season two of WandaVision. Mm-hmm. That's you can't have that because Elizabeth Olsen was like, please, please, no. <laughs> so but Agatha is going to be taken over as the evil, the the main bad guy of the magic averse, which will come into play you know, later on. So closing out 2000 or 2023, we've got Ironheart, Daredevil, uh, Thunderbolts. Ironheart and Daredevil are shows Thunderbolts. Which is cool. That's going to have uh, probably uh, Florence Pugh's uh, character from Black Widow. Um, I'm guessing it's also going to have the uh, what's uh, Kurt Russell's son's name? Wyatt Russell from the Falcon and Winter Soldier. He's probably going to be on there. I I don't know who else they'll have there, but um, that's going to be a full ass movie in July. And then in I'm guessing this will play into it because they're having a Captain America New World Order will come out right before before the Thunderbolts. That'll be May. And then Thunderbolts is July. So I'm guessing that's going to be like a two part story. It almost has to be right because it's going to be Bucky and um, Falcon and then Thunderbolts will have probably what? I feel like Secret Invasion is going to be a 
big setup for all that stuff too. Oh, that's true. They said that Secret Invasions is going to be like the biggest crossover event that Marvel TV has had. I would like to see that. I'm interested um, in getting into that because I really like Secret Invasion. That that was one of my favorites of the uh, big events. I saw a short Loki synopsis that he's going to be going through time and influencing events. Ooh, well, that's kind of cool. That is kind of cool. I finally watched the Black Widow movie and the Eternals. Oh, and the Eternals was was really not a not a fun movie <laughs> that they, they could have cut one hour out of that film and it would have been just long enough. You have they have I and I can't say uh, enough about how hard it would have to be to introduce as many characters as they were doing. Yeah, I think they made a mistake. I think they introduced too many. I mean, I don't know, but could you could you introduce half and then introduce another half in a sequel? I don't know. I don't know if it would really work that way either. They should have done well the, the, a series. Yeah, it should have been a TV show. You can get that in nice and neat. For sure. 12 episode season, you could meet but everybody. I bet, I bet in. You can't sign Angelina Jolie to a 12 episode deal or whatever. You just film around her. You know, it doesn't have to be filmed in order. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she was in not not in a ton of the movie. It, my girl was on set for what three days, maybe. Yeah, she wasn't in a ton of the movie, so they could have written around her. I don't know. I've I've heard there were. Hopefully, the sequel will be much better. I've heard there were big cuts, and um, Marvel is infamous for last minute reshoots, rewrites, and just changing whole plots. Because the Angelina Jolie and uh, weird evolving Monster Man, that was apparently a much larger part of the movie. And it got like kind of whittled down to what you see, just a couple of pieces. It's like two interactions. And then he dies and you're like, oh, is this this was supposed to be a thing? I don't know. This is... Yeah. Do I, am I, do I feel bad for this bad guy? He was killing a lot of people. I don't know. I thought the twist him up was good. I enjoyed the twist him up. It's a it was a good twist. It was a good twist him up for sure. But and, and Kumail Nanjiani's hilarious. So he was like I mean, jacked. He he got super jacked. His guy, his little his little his little butler man was just oh yeah boy, just ten out of ten. That guy stole the whole flick. He was pretty great. I, I'm finding more and more. He had so many cameras th- that on this particular podcast that we have. A real affinity for the butlers. Yeah. Alfred, there's not been an Alfred that's done wrong. We've got Cadbury now. Cadbury? The absolute best. The goat, maybe. Just any, we, we're real fans of number twos. And I don't know if that says something about us. Well, that's where they, that's, that's... where the interesting character is. Because, you know, Jafar, he's pretty good. He's got a, he's got a, he's got a very uh, uh, long goatee, cool staff, um, n- nice robes. But then, weirdly a feat, wise cracking parrot. Oh, great parrot. Yeah, that's that's who I'm in for, uh, an Iago. Right. See, there you go. That's that's the zone. I think we're we're a bunch of we're a couple of wise cracking smart asses, and that doesn't really lend itself to, you know, evil villain or or, or superhero-esque. Snappy sidekick, Deadpool aside. I relate to a support role. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, well, even in music I like the background singers most of the time more than the the leads. I know, I'm it's what a fucking take. It's it's a weird thing. Take. I know, Jesus. I just enjoy it. I don't Jesus. know why. God. <laughs> he he's a fan of of a harmonic. He likes the Yeah, I did I dig a good harmonic. Exactly. Or, yeah, love an ensemble. I I uh, yeah. <laughs> he likes a harmony. Yes. Polyphonic spree. Dave's bag. Big time. Yeah, I, I absolutely love the polyphonic spree. We could tell you 
that we're all three members of Polyphonic Spree. And you'd have to believe us because it's, I think, a thousand people in that group. We're either in that or Arcade Fire. There, That's it. You could be one of the magnetic zeros from, from of Edward Sharp fame as well. Yeah, that's also possible. I want to see that show. Very efficient is what I'll say. And maybe that's all part of it because uh, the opening band came out and they did they did a couple of numbers. Uh, and then the the second opener also came out, but the first opener stayed on stage. So a couple more guys came out and it was a, a little bigger band. And then eventually the whole band just came out. And that was that. That's awesome. <laughs> they had their own openers uh, because there's, yeah, 30 of them. So uh, it seems to work out great. It seems to be a good system. So maybe that maybe that has something to do with it. You guys could should come check out my show. Oh, who's opening? I am. Oh, well, who's the headliner? I am. Featuring? Me. That sounds like a great show. I'm not going to lie. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Exponentially. I'm here for it. Until the building pops. Until the whole crowd is just in it. It was fun, but there was a moment where he wanted to play like a slow song and he asked us all to sit down on the floor and it was at stage AE and I don't, Mm-mm. I did a little squat. <laughs> this is a dirty floor, sir. Yeah. I mean, at, at people have been known to just take a piss right on the ground and fucking shows. So that floor has seen things indoor or outdoor. <laughs> Because I may or may not have peed in the outdoor. <laughs> I do. In, indoor, in, indoor is that not even I would be that lazy. Speaking of peeing on the floor, we've got our uh, com- our, our wind up to a comic book book of the month club. An author we've we have to choose. I'll pull it all together eventually. I want to hear this. I'm here. I'm sorry. No, I, w- I really won't. Okay. <laughs> we are going to take a crack at Eastman and Laird Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle trade, The Last Ronin. It's one through five. It's on Hoopla. Uh, We've done all of the main Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cinematic adventure, or at least the first trilogy. I think we still have an animated one. Is is the animated one before 2008? I believe it is. I have it on Blu-ray. Let me take a look. I don't think we've seen the last of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Well, yeah, that one is... Uh, 2007. 2007, so that'll be near, near the tail end. More closely related, we had discussed that we're going to try to get a Twitch, screen, Twitch stream together and play the new TMNT game, which is called Shredder's Revenge. Shredder's Revenge. Hell yeah. So hopefully... Uh, Hopefully we'll have a good a good uh, Twitter advance notice and you can catch us live on that. Yeah, make sure you are subscribed and following so when that goes live, you can catch it and uh, check that out for sure. Um, I did just find something that I'm pretty ecstatic to know exists, and I knew it did. I w- should have existed, but Turtles Wikipedia, it's called tur- Turtlepedia. Pretty good, pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Can't really go wrong there. Brief synopsis of The Last Ronin. It is a future battle-ravaged New York City with one lone surviving turtle embarking on a seemingly hopeless mission for justice for the family he lost. So, post-apocalyptic New York and only one turtle left. Oh, shit. So it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Because he's the last one. Because he's the last one. He's the last one. Bro, I don't know which one it is, but... You know, it, it seems like it's probably going to be like a Raphael situation, but how sick would it be? It's got to be. 
He's like the lone wolf. How sick would it be if it's like fucking Michelangelo and he's like, yo, dude, this is totally bogus, but I am like totally the last Ronin. But he's like hardcore, but he's it's also Mikey. Yeah. I wonder if that's going to be the twist. Um, I'm excited to find out. Well, I don't know. We'll have to find out. It's a search for a pizza. Stick around. We'll talk all about the first five. And if we don't find out in the first five, then we'll not talk about that. We, yeah, we will. You'll let <laughs> us know, hopefully. <laughs> the On the Turtlepedia for The Last Ronin, there is a warning, and it says, you're not on Nicktoons anymore. It says some and <laughs> TMNT stuff really isn't for little kids. TMNT NSFW. <laughs> Speaking of peeing on the floor, you can't do that at work. Man, you tied it all together. You said you'd do it. He said he'd do it. It's just like in a tight little in a tight little bow. You said you'd do it. <laughs> well, I was whenever we were saying the other turtles were dead, I was gonna I was like R.I.P. on the floor. But then I couldn't bring that together, so <laughs> I just didn't want to forget. I would have forgotten. Well, yeah, that's certainly something to look forward to. Um, don't piss on the floor. Well, I guess you could. I mean, sure, if it's your floor, look, if it's your if floor, it's your you can house. piss on your own floor while you. I mean, you this. still shouldn't do it. Uh, probably not, but I mean, hey, I don't want to. You really can never get that smell out. <laughs> well, if you got carpet, certainly not. Go to the hardwoods. Maybe go in the basement. If you got a little Pittsburgh drain down there. Now I've heard that some of the newer <laughs> linoleum is really good. Like it won't trap any scents in there. So if you have some new life proof, you can get it at Home Depot. Um, <laughs> not a sponsor. Get at us, Home Depot. Yeah, not a sponsor yet. I mean, we are known for our hardware and uh, woodworking prowess, so it wouldn't be all that abnormal for Home Depot to sponsor us. Just saying. Oh, my goodness. While we were on the, the last, while I was looking in the turtles, I got an ad for something that I had been seeing popping up, and I didn't realize it was a thing, a, a video game. Flashlight? Called... I was thinking Fleshlight too, Sam. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but when aren't you thinking that? They used to sponsor podcasts. Get at us, Fleshlight. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely, hit us up. We are we are the we are the kind of um, advertising space where I think you would really thrive. I think that would really uh, synergize with our audience. I think you could you can send Reed your factory refurbished models and he'll review them. Yikes! Uh, I can't I can't guarantee that, but I've send me an email. We we can talk. What I was really wanting to bring up is um, a new game. It appears to be a a Warner Brothers joint. It's called Multiverses. Have you guys seen this? Oh, you know, I did see some things about this. I saw an ad for this. I saw I saw Batman and Bugs Bunny on the picture. So is it a, like a, is it a phone game, like a mobile game? That we're gonna we're gonna find out together because I'm I'm looking at the. You can play it for free. The characters right now it might it's probably PC. It's probably cross platform. Let's see. It's on Steam and Epic Games. Ninety six percent like this game. Yeah, so let me give you some of the characters. Here's the roster so far. We've got uh, Rick of Rick and Morty fame. You've also got Morty of Morty fame. You also got LeBron James. Of course. Of Space Jam fame. Mm-hmm, the Iron Giant. And Lakers. Yeah. And Miami Heat and Cleveland Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. Taz. We got Velma. We do have Batman. Iron Giant. Of course. Yeah, we got him. Uh, Bugs Bunny. Here's a wild one. Here's a real left turn that I didn't expect. We got Arya Stark. What? Yep. Closely followed the, the by Finn and Jake from Adventure Time. Garnet. The greatest show ever made. From Steven Universe. <laughs> Harley Quinn. 
Uh, Rhine Dog? I don't know what that's from. It's like a weird, um, like, look, luck dragon looking thing with a. Uh, uh, but then there's, Sh- there's Shaggy. So I'm sure he has a very mean uh, move set for sure. <laughs> Steven Universe. Rhine Dog, he smokes weed, is a royal guardian, a long lived protector of the Xanafir royal family assigned to keep them safe. Oh, good. That clears it up. Um, he's a green and white reindeer. Oh. And he's an original character for multiverses. Now, I know I said that Adventure Time's the greatest show ever, but Futurama is. I need that to be. Jesus. <laughs> uh, Tom and Jerry also made the team. Also, Superman and Wonder Woman snore. Obviously, you're going to need your... More to be revealed. How could you beat Superman? That's so dumb. Kryptonite. None of them have it. A rock from his home planet. The gameplay seems just really straight ripped, like straight up Smash Brothers. It's in my epic library now, boys. So, so we just stop recording and play that? I think that's a good idea but do you know shaggy's real name the top of your head reed no i i'm looking at it right now and i still don't even know what it is it's norval rogers norval 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 it looks like okay so we've got mage type bruiser assassin velma dinkley is a real i, I very much enjoy her inclusion because it's not like scooby or uh, it's fucking velma makes the cut well, here's the thing. They tease you, right? Her, she's well known for her combat prowess. They're teasing you more revealed soon. I have a feeling like Fred and Daphne are probably on that next list, right? Oh, they're going to come out like version 2.0. Yeah. And then like, are you going to you gotta have John Stark? You got to pay to get those. Arya Stark's special moves, Face Stealer and Dagger Slash. So is she like the Kirby of this game? Oh, perhaps. Christ. Because she'll steal your, like, B-move, probably. Dave, you're a big Adventure Time fan. What's what's Finn's last name? The Human. Mertens. I've never heard his last name. I've, I've watched every episode, and for some reason I can't remember hearing his last name. So are you really a fan? Not really. I, I am. <laughs> I've watched every episode during the uh, beginning of the pandemic. I watched it one after the other after the other. I'd say no. Rindog's actual name? All I did. Unpro- unpronounceable is all it says. Mm-hmm. He's 165 years old. He's Lockjaw, basically. He's his special moves, Love Leash, Dude, and Power Crystal. So they're really going for it with Ryan Dog. Yeah, I've I'm, I've seen some uh, some of this gameplay come across my Instagram feed. Hold up. Uh, but I didn't realize how deep the roster was. Wait. Tom and Jerry's real names. Okay. Thomas Jasper Cat is Tom's name. And Senior. Senior. Which means he's got kids, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> and Gerald Jinx Mouse. Gerald Jinx. Gerald Jerry Jinx. Jinx is not a common name. First appearance in Puss Gets the Boot. (laughs) That's a good one. I really like that. I like that they're on a team in this, which doesn't seem like they would be, but... Uh, Kind of like an Ice Climber situation, I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. The worst characters in Smash Brothers. (laughs) Fuck. LeBron James, it says his first appearance, December 30th, 1984. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yep. That's funny. Yeah. Buckets and A-Train. This is... Buckets. I can't believe... I'm sure this is monetized like, whoa. But I can't, like... Ugh, this is this is just... Wrap your mind around it, Reed. When you got Velma and Arya Stark in the same thing, I don't know. I'll, I'll give you a... And it, it's Disney, but there's WB involved. Is is that, like, a thing? I do want to... I do... Uh... Who's Disney? Who's Disney? No. No Disney. Wait, I thought I saw some Disney folks on there. Never mind. Disregard. No, no Disney. 
it's HBO, which has Warner Brothers in DC. Yeah, HBO is yeah that. Oh, that's yeah, that's the the combo you're thinking there. I would really like to see Shaggy slam dunking Superman. That's pretty good. That's a good. I want Velma to slam dunk Superman. Let's see. You know, I think it even has like percentages. Yeah, look, without her glasses, you can get the Founders pack of multiverses for forty dollars. Shiza. Oh, yeah, I love Play Free now. Play Free now is just like, oh, so it's an expensive game. Yeah, it's $100 for the full premium edition. So, that, well, ridiculous. That's so dystopian. Now, now, hang on. You get to start with Steven Universe and uh, like Wonder Woman. It, but, the, but so if you pay $100, all it does, it's 30 character tokens for instant character unlocks. So does that mean that you can still unlock them for free? Oh, uh, you probably just got to gl- like grind through, yeah just not instantly that's not so bad i will start grinding on this game pretty soon here just to find out the problem is i would like to grind on this i wouldn't mind grinding on a game like this but i suck so fucking bad at smash brothers it's embarrassing you just got a button mash <laughs> don't think too hard no man although i was really good at a uh, ness on the first one it's all about that like frame skipping and like black your block timing and all that well, if we do ever get that stream going, uh, our uh, our past guest Jake, he's a coach of a uh, esports or was at one point a coach of his esports team in his high school. Not the high school he was attending, but the one he te- the one he teaches at. So uh, maybe he can. Maybe we can uh, have to ask him about that. I'm sorry, high schools have esports now. That's dope. Cool ones, I guess. I dig that a lot. Yeah, his does. Uh, it's a part of they got some, they got like a grant for that kind of uh, that they got like a games lab basically. It's awesome. They got a bunch of VR shit. They got a bunch of uh, consoles, and yeah, they I guess Smash is one of the things that they're really into. There used to be before the pandemic really got going. There was a bunch of uh, there was kind of like a uh, team. They would go to different schools and play each other. It was like a league, which is pretty neat. That's so awesome. I saw an ad today, and this kind of blew my mind. And the it was like a celebrity endorsement. And the person that was the celebrity, quote unquote, in this case, was a professional brawl holla player, which. Oh, my. That's fucked up. I hate that. That's a reach. Yeah. Professional brawl holla. Right. I wonder if that's really deep with like Gen Z kids or something. I don't know. Not my cup of tea. Uh, yeah, again, another Smash Brothers type game. I think I really like the O-Ridge. What's that? The. uh Melee on GameCube is uh, is baller, but I think I like the N64. I think that's my favorite Smash Brother. The first one there, it's definitely my favorite. I agree. Of all the Smash clones, mm. that that's the one that had a good like Ness was almost unstoppable if you were good at his third jump. Captain Falcon all the way, baby. I feel like what's what's the is the first GameCube one Melee? Yes, that's probably my favorite. Yeah, GameCube is Melee. I like the N64 one, but the uh, the controls are a lot more smooth on the GameCube. Brawl is the uh, Wii, I want to say. Is that correct? Sounds right. And then there's the... Uh, I didn't have it for the Wii. Then there's the Ultimate Edition or everything that has every fucking buddy. It's a good gameplay style. I really like it. I've, I've been playing a lot of... Uh, I, I downloaded that dragon ball c dragon ball fighter z i got it on a, a switch sale and it's it's kind of simple you can set it up to be kind of similar to smash controls so you don't have to learn combos pretty fun just just like yeah i play most games on like whatever the little kid mode is oh my god yeah of course i can't i can't be i can't be spending my time Get, put put me on automatic i'm I'm here for it that's why like I, i'm not gonna pick up an elden ring i'm not gonna pick up a, a dark souls game i don't it's not I can't do it. I, if it's going to be like 
20 times to fight the first boss. I don't I don't want to do it. Then how will you ever feel that rewarding feeling that you once had when you were a kid? Get good. Getting through con- Yeah, get good, dude. <laughs> I mean, we had Game Genie <laughs> when we were kids. Yeah, I t- historically I have always <laughs> cheated to get the up- to gain the upper hand. <laughs> Yeah, I just want to see all the game. Just let me play all the game. You know, I played, um, a, a, you know, a Dark Souls-like game. The the Star Wars one came up free on Epic, and that that was a fun game. I really enjoyed that. Now, I do like a roguelike where you do get better because you died. I hate, well, I don't say I hate them, but I do not seek any out any game that I can't finish, that can't be finished. I very rarely finish a game, but I definitely don't seek out one that there is no finish to. Like Minecraft and Terrarium, or Terraria, I never got into that kind of thing. I mean, Terraria and Minecraft both can roll credits. There is an end game, but then you could just keep playing after for fun. Jedi Fallen Order is what I was saying. That's, I guess, the same is true for any game. No, but I mean, like, you get to keep all your stuff. Jedi Fallen Order is a is a fun one. That's yeah. a fun one, but I I couldn't stay in it. Uh, well, it's not too bad if you go on the, the a regular. You know, there's a couple different difficulties, and there's a story version. And I, I, I really um, found that pretty satisfying as well. It wasn't, uh, there was never a point, when a point where I was cheap, but either way, for me or for them, that was pretty pretty nice. As far as a Souls game go, that's as, that's as far as I'm committing, baby. Because, like, just put, just let me play Dark Souls. Just give me, give me that, dif- like, the, a difficulty slider. Let me turn that shit down. Make me have to, like, mod it. I ain't going to do that. Get over yourself. I agree. Get over yourself. But, but speaking of video games, we're hoping to, as stated, get our something of a presence on on Twitch playing some uh, some silly games. And if you uh, if you dig the podcast or if you know people that are more geared towards video game streams, let them know. Uh, but speaking of Twitch, we have recently had the great fortune of linking up with a Twitch gamer tab twice on a very special episode mm-hmm. that I believe is next in the order after this. So um, she had she, we gave her a, the very special choice of which one she'd like to do, uh, and uh, she chose Uncle Buck. Aha. Uh-huh. The little John Candy number you may have heard of. The John Candy. May have watched a million times. Macaulay Culkin collab before Home Alone. The collab event. See, that's the other reason why we the prequel. Why we wanted to do that for our collab episode because of the because of the John. We're, she is like the John Candy to our Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> you know, I'm really I'm really thinking about this now. Um, we ought to before we put this live. We ought to make sure that uh, Tab doesn't play Brawlhalla, huh? <laughs> but she could. It would probably she be could. very interesting. I've watched several of her streams. They're uh, they're a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. She seems to have a very good. This her supporters seem cool. The community seems community. Yeah, seems cool. She has a she has a cool bit where she does the suburb band ball. She puts new subscribers uh, rubber bands on a gigantic rubber band ball, and I think she's just starting a new one uh, because the last one looked like it was about seventeen pounds of pure rubber band. Eighteen and a half pounds. That's insane. But well done. Well deserved. It's a very fun stream. Uh, absolutely, go check that out in anticipation. They got the videos on. She's got videos on her Twitch as well, so you can uh, pop in and see. Yeah. Once again, that's Twitch.tv/slash Tab Twice. There you go. Yep, and she'll be joining us 
for her, for her choice, uh, she she picked a special. We're we're, we're getting all we're going to cover all the Macaulay Culkin movies eventually, I guess. Maybe. But, oh man, that that's the next season. <sighs> that's the original MCU. Aha, <laughs> uh-huh, the Mall of Macaulay Culkin universe. Universe. So Culkin is like like a vampire where he doesn't age in the in the 90s and he's just has to move to different families so people don't figure it out. What? <laughs> how, what I'm saying is, how do you tie those together? I didn't say Edward Cullen verse. I said Macaulay Culkin verse. <laughs> oh, I got it mixed up. <laughs> Dorian Gray situation. <laughs> First print of Home Alone. He can't. Uh, he looks very old in that. Is is Dorian is Dorian Gray the Fifty Fifty Shades of Gray? <laughs> Who knows? The Fifty Shades of Gray guy is Christian Gray. I had to find that out several times. <laughs> Well, I think that'll just about do it. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, please <laughs> join us again next week for Uncle Buck. Um, be a little nostalgic trip down 90s lane. Uh, that that one a little out of our purview. So that, that one, I think that one goes back farther than we've, we've done so far. Uh, so absolutely be sure to check that out. Uh, head on over to nerdaplexy.com or fleshhorse.com if you're nasty. To keep up to date on all our shenanigans and ongoing business, uh, you can also uh, subscribe over at Nerdaplexy Pod on Twitter, where uh, you will be checking in with our social media manager, Dave. Yeah, hit me up. Um, let me know what your multiverses character go to is. I'd love to know if anybody plays this game. Uh, you could hit me up also at the face of Dave. I'm Main Velma for sure. You can check Sam out over at PGH underscore SVH. Leave him a message on Twitter. I've been watching some new movies, so head on over to my letterbox. Check out what I thought of those. It's uh, Reed underscore Nerdplexy. Uh, and uh, like I said, be sure to check out Uncle Buck for next time. And until we meet again, we'd like to leave you with this thought to ponder. How much buck could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck bucks? I think we got it in one. There was a pepper seed in my pocket. Now it's on the ground. <laughs> pepper seed! <laughs> pepper in your pocket! <laughs> I, I, was, uh, I felt something in my pocket. It was a pepper seed. Fucking hell. <laughs> this, is our, this is our big lead up. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah, we're really pulling our weight. <laughs> Link it, hashtag it, all that.